You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Does it say play? It says play! (laughs) Hey everyone. Welcome to a new episode of the Metal and High Heels podcast. Today after a few uh, technical difficulties, we are finally recording... (laughs) <laughs> yep, this is Pia, and this is number 13 of the Metal and High Heels podcast. I'm sorry, my husband just um, brought me a plate full of wonderful food, dinner, <laughs> dinner so I'm eating. <laughs> sorry for that already. And I'm here with... Kiki! We are your hosts on the Metal and High Heels podcast. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Tonight is uh, November 26th, Sunday, and this is hashtag image podcast 13. And you can find the show notes with links and comments to everything we mentioned during the show at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast. Yes, and today we are discussing a few um, heavy metal documentaries mm-hmm. because we have had the pleasure to talk to a couple of uh, researchers and or mm-hmm. um, producers. Yeah, and of course we watched a lot of metal documentaries. If we, uh, if you are talking about that topic, you can't do that without mentioning Sam Dunn. Yeah. Who did the, how is it called? I forgot how the first documentary is called. I think it's The Headbanger's Journey, Metal The Headbanger's Journey, mm-hmm. where he explains where the music comes from and he talks to a lot of people. And they also talk about women in metal and the topic of sexism a bit. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting because he talks to a, a woman who studied or who, who studies on that for a very long time and she says, in the beginning, the women just were not there, so there was no need to think about it. But mm-hmm. then um, the first band appeared, like Girls' School, for example, and then mm-hmm. um, it became a thing. Yeah. I haven't watched that one, actually. I started watching uh, Metal Evolution at some mm-hmm. point a couple of years ago, and that is amazing. Yes. It's it's super interesting to know how the different subgenres um, start mm, developing. And he um, he talks about the basics also, right? He has a an episode about hair metal or something and rock. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like him. Also, like the global metal documentary where he goes to China and Israel and all those countries where you wouldn't expect metal. Yes. Yes, and of course, um, uh, he's now uh, he has now a bigger team with Banger Films, and they produced the Vacan VR documentary. Mm-hmm. And this year at Vacan, I had an interview with um, one of his producers, and you can listen to that interview on our uh, YouTube channel. And talking about YouTube channels, Banger Films also have a, has a YouTube channel where they discuss uh, subgenres and also do album reviews and a lot of really cool I stuff. I think they have a lot of that is also they have live. as a guest, right? Yeah, several mm-hmm. times actually. 
I think they are based in Canada. Sam yes. Dunn is from Canada and she also lives in Canada, so that mm -hmm. makes sense. But I didn't want to interrupt you talking about Wacken VR. That's fine. I don't know if we uh, have time to put that interview in here, but we will link it in the show notes. Because today we have a couple of more important or interviews um, we wanted to listen to re-listen to uh, on on tonight's on today's episode mm -hmm. uh, because this year we did you did that interview with a heavy metal researcher in Finland Finland mm -hmm. yes, yes. Atuska right Atuska festival we met him he was the um, one of the moderators for the panels they had they talked about several stuff like the connection between metal and sports. Um, and that I think he had three panels that he moderated. Mm -hmm. And he also told us about his studies. And um, I think he teaches at a university and there he has the possibility to do all that stuff. Interesting guy. <laughs> yes, and that's an interesting interview that you will listen to right now. Hello, this is Pia from Metal and High Heels. I'm standing here at Tuska Festival with the metal researcher. Toni Matti Karjalainen. As I said, you're a metal researcher. That sounds awesome. Please explain what you're doing. Yeah, it's one of the things I'm doing, but I'm, I'm basically my one of my main projects at the moment is to study Finnish heavy metal and Finnish music export. Mm -hmm. And all more in general, I'm also doing research in metal and I'm organizing also a conference in, in, in metal research and also act, being active in this kind of society of metal research internationally. What kind of research do you do? Um, is it quantitative or qualitative? It's very qualitative and my I'm, I'm doing it at the Aalto University School of Business. So my background and my home department is actually Department of Management. So it, it's a little bit from the business point of view, but I'm also basically interested in, in the sort of branding aspects and visual communication and sort of cultural narratives that go with music and especially metal music and, and this Finnish point of view that how, how the brand of Finland is sort of affected by metal music and, and vice versa and sort of what kind of stories of Finland the bands are using when they are going, going international. And, and what's your result until now? There's no such that there would be one or many sort of results that could be sort of set so far. But I think in, in overall, of course, there are various cases. Different bands use various different different like different communications, and they are quite different from each other's. Mm -hmm. But I think in general, this whole notion of Finnish metal is all, is also very something that, I, that I'm looking at, and it seems to be quite strong abroad, especially if you look at how international media and metal media are writing about Finnish metal, it's actually quite well expanded. And they compare it to the forest a lot? It seems to be so, it's almost like, yeah, of course it's sort of understandable because many bands also use this kind of imagery quite a lot, mm. sort of there's many many Finnish bands that have their lyrical pace or visual pace. In, in some kind of natural environment, yeah. so I'm not surprised. But also, I think by tradition and tradition, Finland is also often characterized by the very same, same, same sort of narratives and same, same attributes. Mm -hmm. If you go to look at how, which is also my other area of topic, uh, research is, is design, for example. Mm -hmm. 
so how Finnish design has been talked about over the years in international markets it's always the same thing about forests and our yeah. natural relationship and our long winters and whatever it's the very same story yeah. and we were hiking in the in the Finnish forest before we came here to Tuska festival this week and yes I can imagine that bands like to go to the forest and get some inspiration out of that yeah and I'm not totally sure that if they really would go to the forest and really do their songwriting there but yeah certainly it has an impact because it is still a large country and we have a lot of empty spaces and a lot of forests and a lot of lakes and obviously many of our people are very very much in touch with that part of the year and it's sort of probably part of our nature talking about humans yeah. So that's just our romantic imagination. Yeah, the stories <laughs> behind nature. <laughs> you are the moderator of this, um, how do they call it, discussions? Yeah, we have these panel discussions yes. here in, in Solomusali. I'm not doing all of them, but I have one discussion every day. Mm -hmm. And this, yeah, this is something that we, we started last year. And we talked with Tuska, Tuska organizers that it might be a like interesting add-on to the festival. Yes. Not only music, but also have a little bit more serious discussion. And it's not really any academic discussion that we do there. It's like sort of more entertaining and entertaining. But there is certain because we have quite actually heavy topics to discuss. So mm -hmm. it's not only laughing either. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's sort of yeah semi-academic and, and semi-entertaining entertainment. What were your topics or what are your topics? Yesterday, for example, we talked about methyl and ethics. or it, it was headline, The headline head was banging. critical hedge-banging. Mm -hmm. So we talked about that, what is the relationship between metal and ethical thinking and, and, and because, yeah, and, and metal and morality and metal and charities because a lot of bands that are doing charities and artists seem to be more and more interested in these various like so, so, so social issues, ecological issues, animal welfare, all kinds of issues that you wouldn't sort of traditionally talk, think about when you think about metal music, especially outside the community. Of course, mm -hmm. it has always been a part of this kind of critical thinking, has been a part of metal music, but it seems to be sort of emerging yeah. even more and more. So that was basically what we talked about and we had one British professor who has been doing research on the area and then we had a musician which was Pekka Olkonen and Peksi from Finnish band Stamina and that was good and today we had another discussion which was it was in Finnish the title was Helvetin Musta it's translated something like hellish black but the idea was that we discussed that what is this whole narrative of blackness and this all these kind of melancholies and the dark stories that are very typical of, of course in in metal imagery so how much does still has some kind of role in, in metal and metal communities and, and in, in fan discussions and mm -hmm. and that went to various different directions we were sort of five people in that panel mm -hmm. with various different backgrounds and, but it was fun only 45 minutes and, and tomorrow there will be a third one which is sort of a link between metal music and sports yeah. we have some metal musicians and and the, and the, the tennis star yeah right? our, the Finnish tennis star Jarkko Nieminen yeah. He, yeah. he's not playing actively anymore but mm -hmm. he's a metal fan and yeah we will discuss well it, it's still a little bit on the drawing table but we yeah. will discuss the combination and their experiences mm -hmm. and a little bit about Finnishness as well because abroad Finland is many times known as a 
sports country, but also as a metal country and sort of what, what are their experiences because they've been touring the world a lot. Should be fun. So what we learned out of this interview, research is never over. Never. Metal is alive. <laughs> it is alive and well, alive and kicking. And and develops. Uh, before I forget to mention, mm -hmm. um, we have another podcast where Kiki had an interview with the, um, what was his name? The heavy metal... Historian. He has a podcast. Yes, Historian. Yeah. If you're interested in stuff like that, that is a podcast you should listen to and, of course, to our interview with him. And another interview that we did a couple years ago now and we want to give it a re-listen today is um, the interview we did with the producer of the documentary Soaring Highs and Brutal Laws. Mm -hmm. What's wrong with me today? <laughs> Soaring Highs and Brutal Lows is the name of the documentary <laughs> that was screened at Female Metal Event 2015. And after that screening, after we watched the film, we talked to the producer, and that was also super interesting uh -huh. to know, to get a little insight behind the scenes on the interviews he did with um, Cobra Page, Archenemis Alyssa, and Cobra, yes, Flor Janssen, even. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, and we also uh, talked to Cobra about it in our interview with her the year after that, I think. Yeah. So there we mentioned this documentary too. Yes. And uh, Charlotte Wessels from Delane is also on the documentary. And it's really, really interesting to, uh, to listen to her answers on the whole um, women in metal and sexism in metal um, stuff. Because Charlotte actually did her, did, she did her master's in gender studies. So uh, she's, She's got a, a lot of good points. Uh, she makes a lot of good points on that documentary. And if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it. I think she's it. also on the cover. And mm -hmm. yes, that's true, exactly. And now you can listen to our interview. Hey, this is Pia from Metal and High Heels. I'm standing here with Mark, the producer of Soaring Highs and Brutal Lows, the movie, the documentary we just watched. How many hours have you spent with filming, editing, and so on? Oh God, uh, all of them. Um, yeah. <laughs> I started like uh, April of 2013, sending out inquiries, started filming in September 2013, and it's just been on and off since then, trying to either shoot more material, pull stuff together, do really boring stuff like music licensing, so... It's been a while, yeah. And you met the musicians several times. For example, Flor Jansen, you met her very often. I met with Flor... I only met... Well, I did about eight hours of interviews with Flor, and I did between an hour and four hours with the others, mm -hmm. depending on who was available and... Um, and travel plans basically a lot of them don't make it to the to the states so you know i can only be in europe so often for so long so i, I tried to schedule it around festivals and tours and when everyone was in you know within a 200 mile radius at any given time so mm -hmm. yeah 
And it looked like um, you met them in very intimate rooms in their homes or something, or where did you meet them? Um, sometimes it was their home, some it was the tour bus, some mm. it was backstages, um, yeah, wherever I could, really. Um, are there any musicians you wanted to interview but you couldn't for some reason? Uh, I would have liked to have gotten uh, Christina from Lacuna Coil mm -hmm. uh, just because she you know, has a lot to say and seems like a really interesting. I would have loved to have gotten Taria uh, just because it's sort of, you know, in the symphonic metal it's hard to not mention her. Mm -hmm. um, and so the obvious, you know, when you look online there's always people, well what about this person? And that's one of the... Those are probably the two biggest names. It's like, eh, it would have been really more complete. Mm. But I think the story still still really stands, even without them. Yeah. Um, you had a very intimate moment with Flo Jansen when she actually started crying. Uh, something. Yes. How did you feel in that situation? <sighs> I should probably not answer that question, but I felt horribly, horribly conflicted. Mm. Um, Because, like, I quite like, you know, Flora as a person and as a performer. Um, but, you know, when you've got, like, the filmmaker hat on, you're like, yes, this is great. But at the same time, you're like, but she's really, really sad, and it's your fault. So, yeah. What can you do? Difficult situation, yeah. Yeah. The movie, um, the documentary actually looks like a conversation or something between the woman so that was really cool thank god you said that because that was what we were going for. <laughs> i don't know if it worked or not mm. it looked quite natural while they were talking I yeah will, i will tell my <laughs> be very happy. Um, i think every one of the women said um it is kind of weird to say it is female fronted metal just because of the gender but um you decided to do this movie about the female fronted scene so um what is in your opinion, special about the female-fronted metal scene? It's a, it's a tough question, really. Um, it's a slightly leading question as well. I've talked to a, a bunch of people, and some people want to say, well, you know, what's, you know, why is this the best thing ever? Or, personally, I just, when I watched other documentaries, it seemed like reading an encyclopedia. You know, like in the beginning, there was Black Sabbath, and then there was Priest, and then there was Maiden, and then there was... And it was like reading a history book. And it's like, that isn't very interesting to me. What's interesting is these people. And like, what it comes down to is there's these women who are classically trained who could really do anything, right? And they're choosing to do this. And it's not like there's a ton of money in metal. Um, you know, in some cases, really nobody cares outside of the home country. In some cases, they don't even care in the home country. It seems like a really stupid thing to do in love. Like, why would you do that? If you have that much talent and, you know, most of these women are very attractive, it's like, you could really do anything and you've chosen to do this. And it was that sort of juxtaposition of these two positions that I thought was really interesting. It's always funny to see me in old videos. <laughs> that, of course, yes. <laughs> and to watch how my, my hair changes. Your hair changes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was thinking about that too when I when I rewatched uh, that video, and I mentioned that there is basically a lot of metal research. Uh, some years ago, I think it's six or seven years ago, uh, I was at an event mm -hmm. where many many metal researchers 
presented their research and uh, what they found out. It was a two days event from, mm -hmm. I think, nine to five. So a lot of hours, <laughs> a lot of information and a lot of research. Please continue researching on that topic because it's so inter interesting. What I still have in mind is um, there was a person who, um, who did research on the lyrics and found out that in countries where you have democracy, um, there are um, the people have lyrics uh, with we. We do this and that, we are this or that. And in countries where they have, um, how is it called? Com communism? Mm -hmm. Is it right? Um, they talk about I, me, and so on. So the other way around, like the the country or the politics are in that country. That was really interesting. It is interesting. Um, if we have a little mm -hmm. more time, I want to give a shout out to Keith, who is a Who's listening to all of our podcasts? Hi, Hi Keith. Keith! Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to give a hug to Richard. Woohoo! <laughs> yes, that's all I wanted to say. Uh, if you tweet about this episode, use the hashtag mhpodcast13 because it's the 13th episode already. Yeah, wow. and it's, um, it of course. It's obviously that on our 13th episode, we have we had so many uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> True story. Lucky you can find 13. us on <laughs> you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever you can listen to podcasts. Yes. And download us and take us away with you. Yes. And as always, stay tuned. Follow us on Twitter at Metal High Heels, on Instagram at Metal and High Heels. Like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And we'll see you next time. As always, big thanks to Cassandra Novell for our awesome jingle. That's based on the song Storm by her band Mercy Isle. Yeah. <laughs> and hear you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>